0: What do you get when you mix poison ivy with a four-leaf clover? What? a rash. Okay, So uh, it's St. Patrick's Day and I hope this year it, it doesn't go as bad as last year. Last year, I got so drunk. I took the how bus. drunk did you get? I took the bus home. It wasn't my bus..
1: <laughs> I, took the bus home. I stole a bus. I was drunk. <laughs> So, did you get arrested for anything like drunk driving or stealing uh, a bus? It, 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 you don't even have a class. Was this class C license? I don't or have a any class. class. C and,
0: and so, you know, as we always talk on the show about. Like, what show? Um, the, uh, thank you. Carnival Personnel Podcast. I'm Jacques. I'm Joe. And on this podcast, we often talk about. Uh, what show? The, the Japanese Holiday National Foundation Founders Day, which is uh, pronounced, I believe. Can Koku
1: and <laughs> You don't w- even know what you just <laughs> said. Man. And what is
0: the difference between Can Koku and St. Patrick's Day? What? St. Patrick's Day, everybody wants to be Irish. (laughs) That's a long way to go to insult Biff and his people. Um,
1: It's about a month late, apparently. I think it's, what, February 1st is the National Foundation Day? No, but I'm just
0: saying on that day. See, last year I looked up a Portuguese
1: holiday. No, you didn't. You don't have any. Yes,
0: you did because you had to look it up afterwards, (laughs) and (laughs) I used that same joke. I've forgotten already. Uh, Because I almost did it again. I'm like, oh, let me look for a Portuguese holiday because the old joke is what's the difference between – This ethnic holiday and St. Patrick's Day and you say – like like our friend, our friend, the Mexican, Zach, I would always say the difference between Cinco de Mayo and St. Patrick's Day is everybody wants to be Irish on St. Patrick's Day, which is a roundabout way of belittling the great people of Mexico Mm -hmm. or the rapist (laughs) and drug dealers is our – are the guy at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue will call him. Anyways, let's move on. This
1: week on Tangents <laughs> with Jacques. Uh, we're just skipping the fat shaming because it's an awful week. Why? I, no, again, let's, we can't skip the fat we, shaming. The people tune in for the fat shaming. I Don't wish... take away the shaming, Jacques. I only got in two workouts. Uh, the Rank
0: had an event going on, so this is now the third week without skating, and it's killing me. I'm literally going to just go to public skating two or three times next week. If I'm going to play in Phoenix, I have to have... I mean it's 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 just embarrassing how far I am from the greatness that the people on the John Taylor fertilizer, you know, organization
1: have come to expect out of me over the last twenty years. Why don't you just throw on a Bruins jersey and sneak into a practice? Like, seriously, you know, like, it happens in movies, you know, you, all the time, you just walk in and there, you know, the security guard looks at you with the jersey on and goes, all right, another white guy with a jersey, <laughs> go on in. So, uh, I, you know, I was going to say, as I was putting the
0: rundown together, I don't want to say it's somber, it's, it's not the best news, but I want to talk a little bit about uh, one of your heroes, and, and here to everybody, America's really. hero, America's,
1: truly, and he's Canadian, uh, the great Alex Trebek. Yes, he put out a message on social media uh, basically saying that he wanted to get ahead of the news by coming out and uh, addressing directly to his fans and the public that he had just been diagnosed with stage four pancreatic cancer. Um, That's the worst kind. Well, stage
0: four, um, in medical terms, it means uh, really... Check the expiration date on the milk before you buy it because it's going to be around before
1: you are. That's where the, apparently the cancer has metastasized and is spread to other organs and makes it basically a death sentence. Like I heard there's a less than three percent survival rate for that kind of cancer, but you know, he, he's putting on the, you know Canadian stiff upper lip and saying uh, he's going to fight it, And that he also threw in a little joke there. He says, "I have to." Survive because, according to my contract, I have to do another three years of hosting Jeopardy.
0: And he started his little message with saying, "I like fifty million people find out fifty thousand, fifty thousand. Sorry, fifty thousand people find out every day that I have this." And, and he, I mean, I mean, by doing that, completely, uh, it was kind of like reaching out to all those people and saying. You know not this alone. is awful, yeah. but you're not alone. And I did. He he handled like it was a minute and like five second little message, but it was so Trebekian. It was like dignified, grace, elegant, and positively uplifting, and
1: a little funny at the end. And yes, I thought it was the yeah. And the you know you can say what you want about. I mean, people you know rag on Jeopardy sometimes as being like too nerdy or whatever, but everybody likes. If not, loves Alex Trebek because, you know, as as stiffly as he's portrayed by Will Ferrell on Jeopardy! He is kind of, and Ken Jennings actually equated him to like this generation's kind of Walter Cronkite in a way, where, you know, before Jeopardy was rebooted in '84 with Alex Trebek as the host, you know, you had Walter Cronkite as that sort of voice of reason and that right. voice of authority. And then, You know, that kind of went away. Um, But now, yeah, we've been so deluded (laughs) as a society that uh, now we have to get most of our information from a game show host. And Alex Trebek is probably the one that would best fits the bill. So Godspeed, Alex Trebek. Um, Hope you pull through.
0: And you touched on it. He did birth one of the best, like, running skits. On Saturday Night Live, and I love how on Will Ferrell's last episode he was on it too. You know, I mean that's
1: I mean and they've referenced the skit on the show, like they'd have contestants during Final Jeopardy saying "a suck at Trebek" or something (laughs) like that, and he has to read whatever is written on the screen usually. I mean, unless it's like something that they have to stop tape for. Uh, I know, you're all choked up over
0: there. I have seen a, a I have seen a, what is Turd Ferguson? <laughs>
1: no, right, yes. Yeah. yeah, right, right.
0: And it was like, somebody who was like, negative four, didn't have any idea what the, what the right. answer was. He wasn't was. even supposed
1: to play Final Jeopardy. <laughs> right. He was somehow answering the question. I mean, questioning the answer. Damn it. So, uh, yeah, get get well. Um, And also, if you want to see, like, loosey-goosey kind of playboy Version of Alex Trebek watch, which you won't, on the game show channel Buzzer they rerun classic Concentration, which is the game with the rebus, and they, they have the twenty five tiles where you have to pick a, you know match match a, the two tiles and uncover the puzzle. He f- I think was between marriages at the time, and he was very flirt like he put Bob Barker gave him a standing ovation on how well he flirted with the female okay. contestants.
0: So Bob Barker's here. To your left. Richard Dawson is here.
1: Uh-huh. <laughs> we're, we're, oh, Trebek, uh huh. Well, Trebek. He's um on a scale. Right, on a scale of Bob <laughs> Barker to Richard Dawson, um, I I I'd put him at a uh, Pat Sajak after uh, <laughs> you know a few rounds of drinks. I don't know. Pat Sajak's a guy. Nice uh, game, I guess.
0: So so next next weekend, St. Patrick's Day, uh, I, I believe. Without going back in the archives and listening to last year's show, um, zero research has been done. Still have no fucking idea what it is. Um,
1: something about chasing snakes out of Ireland. Yeah, which is actually, according to my wife, who is kind of well read in Irish uh, history and literature, the snakes were the cat, were, were were the Gaelics. I mean, the 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 the, the Celts. Like that, Saint Patrick was the saint that drove, or the you know the the, the person on the Catholic Church. Who helped evacuate and not evacuate eliminate the people of the old religion? Because Ireland wasn't always Catholic; it had converted, you know, when they when the Inquisition came through or something. Die, you (laughs) heathen! Yeah, exactly. So the snakes represent the old religion, uh, the pagans, if you will, Um, and and that's and Saint Patrick helped drive them out, you know. Um, So yeah, religious persecution goes way back, way back. Uh, I've never been to Ireland. You have, yes, I have.
0: And but when living in Qatar, a couple people on our compound that we became very good friends with, a couple fam- Irish families from Ireland. And I remember, you know, once they were saying Happy St. Patrick's Day, and the guy was like, "What? It is not a big holiday over there. It, 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 it's it's like I'm trying to think, you know, what what we could, could wait. Columbus
1: uh, Day in Italy." Is there a Columbus Day in Italy? I don't, I don't know. No,
0: but what, like what 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 is the like the lowest of the low? Like
1: you know here, like you know, you know what it is. You want you just don't want to say <laughs> what the lowest. of the, I don't know what you're talking what, about. What
0: is what as we record? This, oh, like
1: Arbor Day? Like, yeah, something
0: like that. Like yeah. an Arbor Day. Like thing. yeah, right, right. here yeah. and um, and, and you know, one of the neighbors has never been to America but is well aware of like how over the top it is like in like Chicago they dye the river green and and it's a big drinking thing it's really an excuse to dump toxic
1: waste let's be real about why it's green <laughs> and why uh, uh yes, oh joker sure. you got us again <laughs> uh,
0: i have never been to the apex a- 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 uh Chemical company, but do they really have big open vats like that? I'm not, I don't work for OSHA, but I'm not thinking, right? But but this guy, he wasn't, he's not offended, but he thinks it's like, yeah, it's just, uh, you guys are all idiots. Now, I'm all for you being stupid and drinking and wearing green, but uh, just do that on your own,
1: right? And and if you don't know, we can't officially take St. Patrick's Day off in uh, Boston. But um, we got around that. We called it Evacuation Day. <laughs> so uh, we, growing up, growing up in like Somerville, uh, Charlestown, Boston, the surrounding areas, every March 15th, every March 17th, sorry, instead of St. Patrick's Day, we took off Evacuation Day, which uh, the adults in the uh, area tended to evacuate themselves all <laughs> over <laughs> the public streets of of Boston. Yes, well, all well. over Copley Plaza. So we are now into March.
0: So uh, we all knew February was. Lousy
1: March weather. We knew
0: knew February was, uh, what was it? It was uh, Blackface History Month last month, apparently. Jesus Christ. Now we are into uh, Women's History Month. Uh huh. Or as I like to call it, Where's (laughs) My Sandwich? (laughs) Get it, Joe? See, I said, (laughs) Where's My Sandwich? This moment of misogyny was brought to you by. That's not funny. It's not funny. That's not funny. Uh, (laughs) What (laughs) are (laughs) you joking? And last year, we, 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 all the way home. Uh, Last year, every week during March, we talked about a different pioneering female comic. Could do the same thing again. If we were doing it this year, I would probably go with Miss Maisel, uh, one of my favorite comedians from the late 50s, early 60s. But because of the, the political culture where we are and the vast number of, you know, very prominent women politicians, all of which are Democrats, I believe. Are there any prominent Republican
1: Well, the woman from Maine.
0: Uh, the woman from Maine, the woman who was the governor of South Carolina
1: who Dicky Haley yeah, who Nikki was Haley, a- right. I mean you have Sarah Sanders. But but you no, have, no, that's not, uh, no, you have no, Melania no, Trump, you no. have all these prominent women. What? <laughs> yeah, we're talking
0: real. So this this week, you know, you know, and I'm not an expert, but I do remember how was like 15 Geraldine Ferrara was the first, you know, woman on
1: a presidential ticket uh, uh, for one of the two main parties. Yeah, she was the running mate of Walter Mondale. Um so she shares the blame in the landslide <laughs> loss that they shared. Was it? I don't know. It was, was forty-nine it the, states. It was. Won. It was the biggest landslide. Yes, in any uh, history. I think so. Uh, maybe not. Maybe either the biggest or tied for the biggest. Because unless you get all fifty states or all forty-eight states, however, far, or all thirteen states, however far back you want to go. Yeah, I think he only won. What was it? Minnesota. It, I, I think it was Massachusetts. No, no his, his home mind. state did he? did he win I okay. think I think he won his home state okay yeah like, uh, Mondale
0: and, and what's what's the tragedy is that's nineteen eighty four I mean we're talking very Orwellian you, no. well, you, <laughs> yes very, 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 we're talking thirty five years ago and as far as I know there's only been one woman on a presidential ticket since then and I remember oh, and I like so I, I was I was I was dwelling on this like the last couple of days.
1: On one Wait hand, a second. um, no, there are two. Two is Sarah Palin. Right, that's what I mean. And Hillary Clinton. No, no, no. But <laughs> you? you're right. I misspoke before before
0: Hillary Clinton. But but and and that whole time. Uh-huh. Before Hillary, and 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 thing has changed since 2016. I mean, I think it's seen different. But you went that long without, you know, a major party, you know, doing that, and yeah. that that's why I think she kind of gets a little lost to, to like you know history. Mm-hmm. But that was a huge deal. But it's it's kind of shocking that it's taken 35 years and we still don't have uh, the only well, the only female vice president that I know of.
1: Uh, is from Veep. Uh, what's yeah. her name? Oh God, Julie Louise and, uh, Julia Dreyfus. But sure. I forgot the character's name because I don't watch Veep. Because I am a shitty person. I have HBO. Eh, don't want to watch one of the funniest shows on television. Eh, I'll pass. I'll wait till it's twenty years old, then I'll go watch it on Amazon Prime. Joe Biden. It'll watch still it. be around, folks. It'll still be around. Yeah. So I mean, well, Geraldine de Ferraro maybe is to blame for the thirty-five year drought. You know, <laughs> maybe. We should be woman-shaming. Wait, wait, where am I going with this? You know, yeah, America wasn't ready then. I'm I'm the bad one. Oh, that's right. I forgot. (laughs) But in
0: 2015, man, were they ready to pile on the misogyny in. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: So good. uh, Do you have any more facts about Geraldine Sparrow? I mean,
0: she passed away in 2011, you know, uh, but, you know, a very active career politician to the end.
1: What state was she from?
0: Mm, I don't know. Yeah, see? I don't know. I shouldn't know these things. I shouldn't bring it up without knowing. I know a quick Google search would have had all this information. Oh God! But I would have voted for the Mondale, uh, you know, ticket with her in '84, uh, except I was 15. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and you stupid. Had the, you had the bone spurs.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that excuse didn't fly. So let me look up Geraldine for our real, <clears throat> for real quick, because we'll never get around to her ever again. Uh, let's see. She was from the um, New York's ninth district House of Representatives. I think she was from New York. (laughs) Yes. Don't hate me. But she died in Boston, Massachusetts. So, you know, um, local girl, done good. (laughs) Done good. Okay. um, Well, you know, rest in peace. Um, Was this some shitty tribute? Do you have anybody else that you want to honor? No. It is International Women's Did you do
0: anything special on International
1: Women's Day? Uh, It's not over yet. Did you make me a sandwich? Will you stop? (laughs) Okay. Will you stop? They can make other things, okay? It's not just about sandwiches. You are so one-minded. That's what I'm saying. (laughs) You know? Broaden your horizons. I mean, they have all these baking shows (laughs) on. For a reason. They're for the gays. What? (laughs) Can you? what, What? Fox News that I stumbled I know, onto. No. Well, I, why? Why am it? I uh, me? <laughs> right. No, seriously. Please.
0: So speaking of not good people and not good people who have HBO, have you watched the documentary about Michael Jackson,
1: dude? I meant to. They were <laughs> they were running it on HBO right as I was about to you know hit the snooze. And I literally fell asleep like a minute before it started. And, but I've heard recaps about it. Yeah, it, it's horrifying, dude. I I can't watch it. Like I, like, I, and I'm dead serious.
0: To sidebar for just a second. In the Resident Evil game, you can play one of two characters. In Resident Evil Two. I'm playing. I don't like playing the Claire character because she kind of has to rescue this child who's in peril. Even in a video game, I can't take children being hurt. Or mistreat it like I, I physically. It, it has such a, a
1: visceral effect on me that I'm like no, I, I I literally. So you couldn't even literally. watch Michael Jackson's Moonwalker because Annie, the girl getting kidnapped, um, was in peril. You know, and then you know he had to sing Annie, are you okay? Are you okay, Annie? <laughs> Annie, are you okay? Are you okay At the that's, that's the thing
0: that that we gotta talk about. My um, singing. Oh, okay, so I you. so. In L.A., I was in L.A. during the trials, and I remember the euphoria when he got acquitted, and a lot of people – and I, I mean this. I yes, I remember watching, watching in our office, and there was legitimate concern from, from the company if he ended up going to jail, that it could spark riots, that it would literally spark riots – um, a can akin, akin to not like flash mobs, you like. know, uh, um, <laughs> like a Rodney King. And a lot of people, you know, and I remember the same thing with OJ. People equate it OJ being found innocent and, and Michael Jackson, like, you know, being acquitted um,
1: as like appeasing the masses. Yes,
0: I, I'm not kidding. And, pe- and there was a lot of people who were like, well, these motherfuckers are guilty as hell, but thank goodness because we don't want another Lakers championship victory riot here. Um, that said, it's not that I followed those cases very carefully. I just remember uh the small office that I shared there was always a, you know there's a TV in there and and like CNN was always just on and you couldn't help but hear all the you know I I knew way too much about the case. Um and I know that the case the the very famous case about the two brothers who came forward um it was you know they 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 were all oh, the menendez you, <laughs> no, 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 <laughs> so would you leave those poor orphans alone, and they um but but with the Michael Jackson case, you know diff- past district attorneys you know that were doing the talking heads, making the news cycles, and saying it's like, yeah, we had about ten people before who got right up to the day where we were going to arrest him, and then mysteriously dropped off the map, mysteriously recanted mysteriously, you know, showed Came into a lump sum of money. And said no, we're not going forward with this. And as much as awful people like me will make the jokes about it, you know, it's it's like with the priest things. These been running jokes for thirty years. This is the worst kept secret ever. Um, not victim shaming. Um I don't want to sound racist but you know you know the next thing out of that person's mouth is awful. I don't want to victim shame. However, what the fuck were parents I mean but then again, the people that he targeted, the people that he groomed, the people that uh, yeah, grooming I think is yeah. the right word. Uh just just odd and starstruck. I mean, a, you, you, you know you're a little younger than me, but seriously, I'm a lot. Th- the people. last quarter century, the last quarter of the last century, from like 1975 to 2000, name for me the bigger entertainers in music
1: besides Michael Jackson.
0: Michael Jackson. I, I, I mean, are there are there more than a couple? I mean, like his sustained presence and and, and, and prominence. I mean, from being a bi- from being a kid, from being in the Jackson Five, from having their own Saturday morning
1: cartoons, from being an icon, I would have to. Uh, I'll see you, Michael Jackson, and I'll raise you one, Donny Osmond. <laughs> <laughs> oh, point counterpoint,
0: Jane, you ignorant
1: slut. Joe, you ignorant slut.
0: <laughs> and then, but seriously. Uh, uh, the whole nineteen, like the tour in the eighties, and the Pepsi and, and the moonwalking. He's so you think of the Jackson Five and some of the more iconic footage in songs. I mean, even Guardians of the Galaxy brought back "I Want You Back" a few years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, his their tours with, uh, you know, as a kid, Diana Ross is opening for them, you know, type thing. The whole moonwalking on on MTV Music Awards. Now, no, actually, Motown Twenty Five was that what, I remember like being at my uncle's house. The world, and I mean this—it's like the world changed. Yeah, it's like it. And and the, yeah, the moon landing, and then the moon walk. And well, yeah, well, what's the difference between Neil Armstrong and Michael Jackson? What? Well, Neil Armstrong is famous for walking on the moon. Michael Jackson's famous for fucking small boys. But and when you know but, but again those horrible it's hard to, horrible, it's hard to horrible move on jokes.
1: when you don't hear the laughter,
0: huh? it used to be, right? Why was Michael Jackson at the mall? He heard boys pants were half off, you know. <laughs> uh when is it time to go to bed at Neverland When the big hand touches the little hand. Anyways, uh, so all the recaps that I've heard about this and I guess there's there's phone records. Like like, like people kept the voicemail recordings and the letters and it's like Again, this was somebody who targeted people. This wasn't an accidental moment. This wasn't, well, the ha- circumstance or happenstance and stuff like that. There was a lot of orchestration that went, and, and I do, I put it in league with the Catholic Church where there was a lot of moving pieces to make these serial rapes go on, not once or twice, decades, and... Here's my question. It's like uh, we've talked about this uh, management. My wife, as you would like to say, loves Michael Jackson. She went to Michael Jackson's funeral in L.A. Do you, you know much about his funeral in L.A.? No, dude. It it didn't fill the Staples Center. It filled the Staples Center in Los Angeles, and across the street, like literally, you know, you walk across the street, you know, fifty yards. Um oh I forget the the Nokia Theater which is another 5667000 you know seat venue yeah. they had overflow and that was filled you know with a big screen and they had every prominent singer actor politician um leader I mean just with these I mean it it shut down Los Angeles it absolutely in the middle of a work week shut down Los Angeles I went to the village.
1: Farrah Fawcett funeral instead. It was a much shorter line. <laughs> she, uh, I had easy pass right up to the <laughs> casket. Touched the hair and everything. I was going to
0: say, nobody was watching. Uh, but but that's the thing. It's like this 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 person was just revered his entire life. Now, he was eccentric, the whole thing with the chimp and, and the elephant man bones and the that stories. That was a rumor. But that's a crazy thing. It's like there was so much crazy rumor, urban legend, innuendo, that I think this was just another thing. And people apologized for it. And, and correct me if you ha- – or, or, or let me know if you have a different like take on this. But people always – Kind of overlooked it because no, he's not being mis, he's not being inappropriate with these children. He didn't have a childhood because he was entertaining you and you and you and the masses, and he was treated like shit by his dad. His childhood was stolen, and he misses the innocence. He loves being around these children because he didn't get it. He wants to give these children this dream childhood that he couldn't have, and it's his way of living a childhood that he was was robbed of
1: it was both turned out it was both i was of the see I, I saw the episode of south park this is how um feeble-minded i am there was an episode of south park where uh the, michael jackson moves into town and he starts to you know uh, party with the kids but it, there's nothing like gross going on but everybody thinks that something gross is going on um but at the end of the episode, they sort of play it off like, you know, no, he's he's just like he's not, he's an immature person, and he's not uh, a sexual predator. Uh, unfortunately, it, you can be both. You can have your childhood taken from you, and maybe uh, have that, may that could have shaped his sexuality. That could have shaped his um, his approach to relationships going forward. I, you know, you know. I, uh, so maybe yeah, he probably did have his childhood taken from him, but at the same time, he didn't uh, reconcile any sort of you know uh, he could have just been in a state of de- arrested development. Well, Macaulay
0: Culkin had his childhood stolen from him. His parents were awful. They stole his childhood. They stole his money. Um, he's given us some great movies. Don't think he's raped any children. Uh, there's, there's you know yet that th- we know of. right. No, he's uh, a nice guy. So here's a different, you know, take on it. I, you know, I drop a name, but nobody would know who it is. For, for 10 years, I hung out with a buddy in L.A., like a friend or a friend who was in the same, like, circle, who lived with a number of times, like, off and on with Lisa Marie Presley. Like, was friends and lived with her. They were a thing for a couple of years, broke up. She ends up marrying Michael. They fall apart and then... You know, my buddy and her had got back together. I've met her a couple dozen times. Um, He would always say it would be Lisa Marie and Michael Jackson were still friends, you know, afterwards. And he said it'd be the weirdest thing when he calls, Hey man, this is Michael. Is Lisa around? It's like, no weird voice, no, the high pitched. And he, and he, I I never took a phone call from Michael Jackson. I've never been in the room and heard her on speakerphone, but he's always attested, as did the other people, that yeah, that's all an act. That is
1: one hundred percent an act. That it when he's when he's nobody not, fronts for that long. Nobody. No. That's a, I mean, he may be like a different. He may we all act differently in we front of different people. people. What's that? Bo- Turns out Bobcat
0: Goldway doesn't talk like
1: that. <laughs> um. So where are we going with this? So I actually, while we're on the subject, I wanted to show you I have a collector's item in light of this. Please do. Um, What's that say? I'm handing you something. The Simpsons, the complete third season, uh, DVD collector's edition. All right. Now, why is this a collector's item all of a sudden? It contains an episode called Stark Raving Dad in which Michael Jackson voiced. um, Has it since been pulled? It will be pulled. Uh, Matt Groening, Al Jean, and uh, one other of the uh, Simpsons creators or writers um, basically got together and said, yeah, after watching uh, Leaving Neverland, we're going to put the wheels in motion to get all of this shit pulled, like from all the streaming, future Blu-ray releases, everything. And
0: and, and the two points I want to make with this, you have to want to not know. You have, there has to be a willingness because this isn't. And again, I've had this argument, uh, and and it's gone from conversation to argument because my wife, my wife, management, she, there are certain people like, okay, you and I are going to go see Norm McDonald in a couple weeks. When the whole thing with Louis C.K. happened, Norm McDonald didn't. Apologize for him didn't say hey i'm cool that he did this but in a statement was something akin to yeah it was stupid but it's not like he you know like i forget exactly what he said like yeah jerking off in front of these women is stupid but it's not like he sodomized them you know what i mean right that has made my wife not want me to go see norm mcdonald yeah You, you go down the list whether it's you know, Kevin Spacey. Whether it's Louis C.K., she was one of those people that it's like, well, I know you really like Al Franken, but he did this egregious thing. I'm okay with him
1: burning in hell,
0: right? You yeah. you go down the, and, and now
1: it comes to Michael Jackson,
0: and and she always says, you know, and it's one of those things. It's like, well, he wasn't found guilty. I'm like, neither was O.J. Simpson. You know, I mean, if you want to play that game, it's like. And I told her, and it went, And my thing has always been like, look, how many allegations do they have to be now? Were there false allegations? I'm sure they was. You know, this is one of the richest, most easily targeted person in the world, and if somebody wants to shake him down, I'm quite sure he's been the subject of like blackmail and threats and all these things through his life. But how many credible, credible? Allegations. How many times have there been court cases that started to move forward that, again, like we talked about, yeah. mysteriously went away? This is one of those things where, like, I, I, and, and until spotlight, the movie comes out. You know, how, you know, how do people look the other way for hundreds of years with the Catholic Church? Same thing. It's like you have to not want to know. And and since I lived in LA in the early '90s when this was going on, it, as much as again, it sounds victim shaming. It's like, how did the parents? let your children stay there overnight
1: yeah well they' they were uh crazy um star fucker, yeah. yeah star fucker, uh, stage they were stage parents I mean that's just the way it is I mean you've seen firsthand I'm sure it's these awful ty- right yeah, it's these types I, of parents it's, it's why I want to let
0: my boys do stuff you know it would, so many times when we were living there especially the older one I mean his hair he was such a gorgeous child how many people would stop us and say hey you know, I do this. I do that. I've produced things that I haven't wanted to put them in, just because I don't even want to go. I'm friends with a few guys who turned out great, who were child actors. Funny enough, none of their children are in it. Like they they've not put their kids, you know, in that business and stuff like that. Anyways, it's like I don't think I can see it, but because because if you see it, you can't unsee it. Here's a question now, um, and and this is a legitimate question. They pulled Louis C.K. show off the air. Mm-hmm. How does the radio stations stop? No, not stop playing this.
1: Well, they can play? They can stop playing Michael Jackson. Music. No,
0: no. But do they? Will yeah. they? I yeah. mean, we're I'm talking sure, uh- some of the biggest songs. Yeah. Um. Uh, 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 it, was it bad? Is it bad? Like Thriller. How much? Yeah. And I mean this. You're an '80s guy.
1: Yeah.
0: On the top of our heads, if we sat here now and thought how many TV shows have referenced or parodied. The thriller dance.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's, that's. It'll, it'll happen. It's just the way it is. I mean, it's, whether it's forever or whether it's for the time being, that stuff will be pulled. I'm sure if I went on 80s on 8 right now, you won't hear one Michael Jackson song for the next, you know, three months. You know,
0: you know, um, Rock and Roll Part Two by uh, Oh
1: Gary, Gary Glitter that, that used to be an anthem say everybody Nobody plays it.
0: Couldn't go to a single A baseball game or an NHL game and everything in between, right? Because right. because of that. It's going to be interesting to see. I mean, you think about it, like movies like like 13 Going on 30, like the biggest scene, the big scene in the movie, like the, you know what I mean, was doing the thriller dance. So it's
1: going to be interesting to see. Not 13 Going on 30. You're telling me you're going to ruin 13 Going on 30 for me now?
0: Did I really use that? Was that really what I... I
1: went with this oh, I'm gonna lift 13 that down soon. Going Where, where's, where's the <laughs> is there a minus uh stupid button on Take this uh, machine?
0: but uh but yeah no it, it's it's I don't want to see it because I already know enough
1: but it, it's like oh you know I I can't watch Revenge of the nerds now not because of the rape scene but because they danced a thriller I you know I
0: I'm pretty sure that, that the Saudi prince knew about Kusogi's dismemberment. I don't have to see the
1: footage. I, like,
0: I, I know it was awful.
1: Although, you know I, what? I think I will be playing Michael Jackson's Moonwalker on Sega Genesis later on tonight. <laughs> You're not, you, you, you you are not a, a good, very good person. <laughs>
0: um, I put this on the rundown for absolutely no reason. Uh, I heard a song. harmonicas used to be a big thing in music. You don't hear
1: much anymore, and I say good. I, I don't know why I brought that up. I, I blame John Popper. I mean, I think he. I think he harmonicaed everybody out with Loose Traveler in the '90s. So, I mean,
0: when, when crowds go nuts when somebody pulls out a harmonica, it's like, why? Okay, you know, uh, harmonicas uh, uh, are cool. Uh, and Bob Dylan per- playing.
1: You, uh, first of all, Bob Dylan playing harmonica playing is like me, me playing harmonica. Well, right, right? I mean, come on. <laughs> but people go,
0: "Woo!" It's like if, if there's a musical instrument that you can sound okay with. Having never touched it, taking
1: it off. If you hear a good harmonica playing live, you lose your shit. I don't care who you are. I don't care where you've you, came you from. ever heard good harmonica playing live. Um, I ha- don't get out a lot. I heard good <laughs> accordion music playing played live, but let's not get into that. Uh, so what? So are you calling? F- so you're saying thank goodness there are no what? I, don't, I just put it what, because what were you listening to? I I, I, I don't Come remember. On. There's got to be a trigger. What triggered the harmonica? Tell me where the harmonica touched you. <laughs> <laughs> Show me on this. Pepsi I, bottle. I,
0: I, I will tell Coke you. Bottle. I remember a couple. I think it was a couple of Christmases ago, or one of the boys' birthdays. Somebody gave a harmonica. I instantly like nope. <laughs> and, uh,
1: I don't remember if I threw it in the trash. Now, what's the difference between a harmonica or a jew's harp? You know what? I, 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 see, I'm, see, I'm baiting you, <laughs> see, baby. The 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 awful awful.
0: Semitic things that are trying to, are bottlenecked, trying to get out.
1: There's so many. Well, well, there's so many misogynistic jokes in the way. (laughs) Antisemitic jokes can't get out. One doesn't pick up the check. You know, I I, I don't know. All right. Well, we'll save that. If you want to caption that (laughs) punchline, put it on our Facebook page. So you can have it flagged and taken down finally. <laughs>
0: uh, so I've already, I've always bashed, you know,
1: uh, uh, made a the, lot of things, <laughs>
0: made the Japanese joke already. But I will, you know, say it's come out in the last week, a couple weeks, and we haven't really talked about it. Uh, Blotus was nominated for a Nobel Peace Prize by Japan, um, and the th- the spokespeople, you know, have absolutely come out and said, yeah. We basically had to. He basically said,
1: "Please do this. We need you to do this. Please do this." Oh. I thought so. they were rickrolling him, like he was going to show up and they were going to play, <laughs> We're never going to give you, you up. You, I wish so, but it's like,
0: come on, Japan, you sh- know. Sh- put on those but little would white. Doing a gloves. karaoke version of <laughs> do that. Uh, all right, we're not going to talk too much about it, but. Um, oh really, Joe, Paul Manafort. Has been found guilty of. I don't remember exactly how many crimes, but I think it was six hundred and fourteen. He was found guilty of. Then he was found guilty of breaking the agreement he had to be a cooperating witness. You know, for, for you know, for for the um, the, Mueller the Mueller investigation. Then it turned out while he was in jail. You know, away from the toilet seat up. Not only did he leave the toilet seat, up, still committing crimes to the point where they had him move. They moved him from prison A to prison B. Prison B was more lush and he had more access to his computer and all these things. Then it turned out, without getting into details, he was still orchestrating and committing crimes from jail. They moved him back to the other jail, limited his access at that point. And it like he was, uh, 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 He would have a computer that, you know, was uh, privileged between him and his lawyers to send emails out because he couldn't send them out from jail. And it's like he would write them, give them the computer, they would leave the jail. And Uh as soon as they got a Wi Fi connection, the crime. I mean, so even while being in jail for committing these crimes, was still committing these crimes. Showed absolutely no remorse. Um, even even in his speaking, he spoke just before the sentencing, showed, was not apologetic, was not remorseful at all. Uh, they, they clung, he did
1: show up in a wheelchair, though.
0: They clung to, right, they, they clung to, well, he's old and feeble, and he lived a righteous life right up into these decades of committing crimes and treason. And by the way, he was an altar boy.
1: Honestly, I'm not joking. He, he, and it wasn't, what was it, the, the term that you said about his life? It was an, uh, like an un-something? Un oh, what? No, I know what it was. It was an otherwise blameless life. Blameless life. Because somebody on Twitter put... <laughs> I don't know what it was, but they put um, at the top, they wrote uh, it, like the music note, uh, I want something else to get me through this, and then circled the quote, otherwise blameless life. <laughs> <laughs> baby, uh, baby, I want something else. Okay, the,
0: the sentencing recommendation... Not by Mueller, but by what these crimes call for. 19 years at the bottom end, 24 years at the high end. So the bottom of the barrel, the least he can walk out of court with
1: last week was 19 years. 19 years. and Well, he's paying them in 448-month uh, installments. I don't 47 know.
0: 47 months. Yeah,
1: 47 months. The fucker months. gets,
0: honestly, a quarter of the low end. Now, and the judge is like, well, I think these sentence. I mean, these recommendations come from, these are what the crimes are, whether you commit this crime in Hawaii or Rhode Island, this is, it's a federal crime. So this is what they call for. It wasn't like Mueller said, I think he's awful. This is what it should be. Flat out, these, this is like the sentencing guidelines. guidelines. Yeah, the
1: prosecutors were just like, hey, this is what it says in the rule book. Aside from that an elephant Elephant can't can't pitch. Uh, Because it doesn't say that. Right. There's nowhere. Nothing in the
0: rule book that says an elephant can't pitch. I mean, when you say it – I mean, on one hand, you think about it. The acting campaign manager for the sitting president is going to jail for four years. However, it truly should be 19. The only saving grace – and, and, and that's done. That ship has sailed. The, some of the excuses I heard, it's like, well, if it was 19 to 24 years, bloaters would come in and say, that's crazy. That's excessive. And that's why I'm going to pardon him because it's this crazy, excessive thing. And then there'd be more sympathy towards the pardon for it, you know, for a 70-year-old guy getting 24 years, let's say. The only saving grace here, the two saving graces, he gets sentenced, I think, next week in New York. Because this was the Virginia crimes. He was in two trials simultaneously. Um, You know, he was found guilty of 14 crimes. Five, it was a hung jury on. And Mueller could have gone back and filed against those five things in Virginia, which he didn't. And Manafort pled guilty to the New York crimes after that. Like, he was going to fight that. The high end of those crimes in New York, I think it's like 10 years. And I'm hoping that the judge in New York... Gives him ten years, and 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 has it so it's you know how you can commit a thousand crimes and you can run you get a hundred years for these ten crimes so you got a thousand years but it runs concurrently yeah you
1: you wanted to run consecutively or what was it it's concurrently or uh, is it yeah consecutive whatever way. This ten years starts after that four years, so
0: the yeah. fucker is in there for fourteen years that That's my only hope, and I really hope that the judge
1: in New York is seeing how outraged like the people are. you know well, I have a theory that the Virginia judge sentenced them so low so there weren't going to be riots in Russia because you know <laughs> you don't want those people getting on your bad side you, I, I don't think you do uh, but again that I mean. It's one of
0: those things where, and I'm not going to go down this rabbit hole, but you know, a poor
1: kid. Why? Because you can't. Poor fit?
0: kid. Poor kid gets pulled over with a joint in his car. You
1: know, there, there are people in this country who have. You know. Well, they're targeting. The, I mean, they're comparing this to the woman who, the black woman who accidentally voted in an election, like a local election, she wasn't supposed to. She right. Got, she got five years in right.
0: prison. You know, there, there's a woman who, recently, shot. Her restrained, abusive husband who climbed over a wall, he had a restraining order, climbed over like a six-foot wall wall. to get into her house, and she shot him in self-defense, and she got like 20 years. It's like, here's the record of the 10 times he's been arrested for beating the shit out of her. Here's him coming into her house unlawfully while she has a restraining order, and you know, she anyways, it, uh-huh, it's just uh-huh, fucking uh-huh, awful. Uh-huh, uh-huh, and it's like uh-huh. hard. I mean, this is it. This is one of those other things. It's like, you know, white collar crime, really rich guy connected to the president truly gets away with crimes. that should have put him away for 24 years. Anyways, happy beat you here. Uh, what else do we got here? Uh, do you
1: want to talk? We're, we're, we're at the 45 minute. All right. Buddy. So we're done. We're done. Um, what do you, where, where do we go from here? You you drive the ship. Oh, here. I don't want to drive the ship, because I uh. see an
0: iceberg. <laughs> iceberg, well, right ahead! I, I will point out that, what, do you have thoughts about the Dems, like, passing legislation, like, kind oh, of the, the anti-hate? Anti, is ha- ha- such a ha- 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 pussy
1: kind of, you know, like, c- bending over to right. please the Republican base. Well, like,
0: like, let's get rid of Al Franken, because this is one. So, so uh, uh, uh. A, I almost said a rookie. A freshman congresswoman from Minnesota yeah. who happens to be Muslim yeah. has made a couple – she's being said that she made a couple anti-Semitic comments. She made here's – the, here's the deal. Um, you can say I disagree with policies that Israel has. I disagree with special interests. You can say I hate the NRA and how they influence things. But if you say, I, I hate this one interest group that gives a lot of money, that happens to be Jewish, doesn't make you anti-Semitic. Yeah, You can hate policies that Israel has. You can say, I believe in a two-state thing, and I think Israel's being dicks. You yeah. can say a couple years ago where there was a rock-throwing incident and two Israeli soldiers got hit by rocks and 47 people were mowed down. Israel were the douchebags who went a little over excessive without being anti-Semitic. Um and so – but again, A, woman, B, Muslim. brown, three, and four, Muslim. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, and so –
1: and she's a, Yeah, she's a freshman. and So the Republicans
0: went after her. So what did the Democrats do? Uh, to appease them, let's throw in – but at the same time, this woman, I don't know if you saw, there was – What's her name? Uh, her, her name, and I don't know if I'm going to pronounce Oh, you it. won't.
1: That's why I want you to say it.
0: You – why? Why? <laughs>
1: Um, ihan I omar I think used- <laughs> from minnesota <laughs> I think, is it
0: is that what it's yeah yeah I and paste it I, i'm not good with that but so 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 this this freshman <laughs> woman muslim congress person uh was used in a poster um uh, with with the twin towers on fire in the background and it was like never forget like a like Equating her with it that well, it- hung in the state house in Virginia at a Republican Man, Virginia's on a roll. fundraiser, and nobody said, Hey, you know what? This is completely wildly inappropriate. But she puts out a tweet that says, You know, something that like she, she said she didn't realize it was an anti Semitic trope, uh-huh. you
1: know. Uh-huh. Um, oops, but but either way. Well, you know what? She should be making sandwiches, right, Jock? Nice (laughs) Muslim sandwiches.
0: Uh, No, but but it's it's an overreaction by the Democrats to, once again, throw one of their own under the bus.
1: And again, you spoke about Al Franken. She's from Minnesota. Right. So maybe it's an anti-Minnesota thing. I think so. I think we got to look into it. I think we should shut down politics in Minnesota until we figure out what's going on. Figure all this stuff out. Yeah. Oh my God! So that's a. I would. Are we doing a self-indulgence? Did, did uh, you? Did, no, you, wanna, you no, know. don't want to. You know. I'm sorry. You know what? If we're not feeling it, you. Don't. I don't know what to feel. I don't know. what Do you want? What do you want? Me, you. I'm your dancing monkey, dancing for money. Well, do did, what you want me did, to do.
0: Did, did you want to do? Did you want to try? Stupid ass Boston face guy. As what? As I don't know who you read it as, and then we play it at the end, or. I don't know. It. Uh, it doesn't make. No, I mean it, no, it, 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 I think okay. after doing Jump by Van Halen was so good that unless unless it's going to rise to that
1: eh. It it will not. It will not. I mean I think the esoteric songs that you pick are great for you to listen to on your car rides around town. Maybe not so much for the other twelve people who listen. Maybe think of the others.
0: So, so if I come up with something as good as Jump and Adam Sandler, we'll do it.
1: Yes, exactly. But until then, let's 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 broadcast to the, the masses, if you will, <laughs> and let's broadcast, not narrow cast or you know, I mean, what Women's History Month. <laughs> you
0: want to broadcast? I see what you're up
1: there. <laughs> um You just want to cast broads. <laughs> what? What am I, Harvey Weinstein? All right, anyways, what am I talking about? Here, let this this funk sponsor of the week do the talking.
0: She didn't understand me. I'd
2: say let's have a nice white grape raspberry Boku. We're adults. We can choose. Boku is adult. Adult flavors. There's no straw involved. We're talking full tab here. And can you believe she wouldn't even let me go to the juice box aisle and she'd drive by the supermarket to see if my car was parked outside. I hear now she's seeing a juice box
0: counselor. All I wanted was a Boku. Boku fruit juice cooler from McCain. Is that too much to ask? You know what I drank last weekend?
1: No. Why would I know? Wine coolers. A <laughs> Bar- uh, little Bartles and James. Like, yes. Ellen? Well, it wasn't Bartles and James. Yes, it, it was. They make them, they're still around? Shocking, dude.
0: <laughs> Shocking. I'm going to say. Where's your
1: DeLorean? I want to hop in, too. I,
0: you, I couldn't drink beer.
1: Yeah.
0: Like, I couldn't. Like, late 80s, early 90s when Dan and I started hanging out. Like, I couldn't drink alcohol. Like, I, I physically couldn't. So, I would get, like, a two-liter bottle thing of Sunkist, and for every one shot of vodka in there or something covered, it'd be a big thing like this. There's the taste of it. I had to drown mm. it out and down it. Uh, I don't know who or how somebody suggested wine coolers. Dude, have you had a wine cooler? What's the last time you've had a wine cooler? If you
1: uh, I think it was nineteen ninety. Never. Fruit...
0: Why didn't we tape this? Why weren't we? Not?
1: We are taping it. Oh, good. All right. So we can put this in.
0: <laughs> this isn't off the air. Uh, It's It went down like fruit punch. Uh-huh. And here's the thing. They sell them in four packs, not six pack, because the alcohol content is that much stronger. And you can drink them. Re- so I would drink like you know three or four wine coolers in like 45 minutes, an hour mm-hmm. you're jamming and not feel it. Until you feel it. Yeah. <laughs> and then it is a ton of... Br- I think I switched to beer because I could drink like 12 beers per six wine coolers.
1: It's kind of like me and NyQuil. So, right. You, you know, you drink it, you don't feel it until and you then, feel it. And then three days later, right. you wake up, uh, I'm on pants the Jersey tur- your ankle. On the Jersey Turnpike for some reason.
0: <laughs> so I did. So the other night, it was the first night, my, the boys were at my mom's... Um, Management was home. She hasn't been home in a few weekends. We have the night, so we're like, let's just rent a couple movies and stay in. And out of the blue, she's like, "Oh, you know, why don't we? Why don't you go if you if you're gonna go out? Because I went to Redbox. She, uh, Bailey's or Kalua. She wanted Kalua, didn't have it. I got her Bailey's, like mm. a small bottle. And I was gonna get some beer. And I'm like, oh, they still make wine coolers. I'm gonna try. She. Laughed at me so hard. Not with. She couldn't believe that here's her tough MMA-fighting hockey-playing husband enjoying a few Bartles and James wine coolers while watching uh, Bohemian Rhapsody.
1: Hey, and they thank you for your support. So that They, was they were going to be the defunct sponsor until I found out <laughs> that they still make wine coolers by Bartles and James. But, I, but honestly, like, in and,
0: and the little walk-in fridge, like a tiny little section, I think there was like...
1: Wasn't Ryu Needy? One of those uh, Bartles and the James competitors. Reuniti on ice. That's nice. uh,
0: Let's see. That was 1990. (laughs) Reuniti. Because it feels so. There was also, there was a thing, and I would have to check with Dan about this. A friend of mine suggested, I think it was called Cisco, and it was a uh, harder-edged wine cooler. And they sold them in like 40s. I, I swear to God Same thing You would drink One of these 40s And you wouldn't Feel anything And you'd be A third On your next one And truly That's Where you uh, Drive the bus home
1: <laughs> Well don't be ashamed Drinking wine coolers that,
0: That's when you wake up
1: Blowing chunks <laughs> But don't be ashamed Chunks was my dog I <laughs> Don't be ashamed. If they if they didn't want people to drink wine coolers, they'd call them wine nerdiers. <laughs> Shut up, Joe.
0: Um, let's get on to sport. Why not? Uh, I am going to see if I can find a link and post it. My beloved niece, Julia, who has been well-documented, is the greatest hockey player who's ever graced the ice at the New Garden. Bobby who? No, the New Garden. I made that distinction. Ah. Uh, Nessen the network that carries the Bruins games live, uh, they produce two shows, one called Behind the Bee, which is like a magazine monthly show hosted by, oh, God, who's the guy? I see Dennis Leary. And then they have a show called Bruins Academy. This week's past episode of Bruins Academy was all about the, mini, uh, the three-on-three tournament that my niece participated in and the players that the Bruins then took to the All-Star game last month in San Jose. And there was, it was great. I mean, they had probably 10 highlights of her playing in that tournament. A lot of her talking at, at it. It was fantastic. I was welled up with pride beyond belief. and uh, Pride
1: meaning man tears. She,
0: yes, I was. Like, like management went to say something like, oh my God, is that cool? And, and I didn't answer her. And she's like, did you hear me? I said, and I just like, mm-hmm. She's like, are you crying? You're Crying. Stupid face. <laughs>
1: Where'd you get those tears at the <laughs> toilet store? So, yeah. So, so tears in your wine cooler. Called call gotcha. Bruins
0: Academy. Uh, it is beyond great. Um, okay, well,
1: congratulations to Julia.
0: Yeah, right, to, to Julia. Not, right, well, not to gratu- you, fuck right, you. I, it's like when people say that, it's like, yeah, I had absolutely nothing to do yeah. with that except...
1: Congratulations <laughs> for going through a whole box of Kleenex. <laughs> there you go. And tampons. Uh-huh. Oh! So, what is your... What's she? Itchy or something? <laughs> oh, what?
0: <laughs> you are uh
1: stupid. A little bit, but You're still a little good. dumb. Little dumb. Well,
0: um, so we'll we'll keep talking about hockey. The Bruins, as we are podcasting, have gone 18 games without a uh, without a loss in regulation. I think they're 14-0 and four. And before their last loss, they had won like four in a row. They now have the second best hockey in the. The second best record in the league, and I'm completely excited. Except for the fact, our friend Paul reminded the F and H Group on text the other day: the Stanley Cup is not won in March. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Settle down, <laughs> yeah. Relax, cool your jets, and I'm not talking about Winnipeg. <laughs> nice, nicely done. I mean, is that what they are? Team? They they are. Are they, are they, they in are, first place? The Winnipeg Jets
0: became. About 22 years ago, maybe even longer, became the Phoenix Coyotes uh-huh, But they were- uh, for some reason. And then when the NHL expanded again and again and again and again, and again right. I think they're up to 91 teams, Winnipeg got a team back.
1: Yep, right.
0: Originally, a WHA team from the early 70s who recruited Bobby Hall, over- overpaid Bobby Holt to come and play. There. Anyways, n- even- n- nobody but yeah. – well, actually, I was going to say nobody but – the F and H guys listening, you no know, give a shit about that. Um, I I I was admonished on uh, oh. on the group text the other day for because I said I was going to mention the local football team for the local a month sporting squadron and I mentioned them a couple times, which um, I was told if I mentioned them within the month window for every mention, uh, I was going to get a right wing over the top. Complete fake news, uh, just
1: like an onslaught of tw- uh, retweets or, or uh, text memes or whatever. Yeah, exactly. You know, like uh, anyway. So, or like these colors don't run. That kind of <laughs> shit. No, no, worse. Like oh.
0: really over the top anti. You know, uh, stop right there. Done. I get it. Done. So, but but you know, I'm talking about Robert Kraft. Um, not you know. This- Shut your mouth. <laughs> I'm just talking about Kraft. Kraft?
1: <laughs> well, damn straight. Dude. Well done, dude. <laughs> <laughs> has, has nobody on Weei come up with Craft as a parody? You see, that's why you should. No, be you're just not listening tre- hard tre-
0: enough. They, uh, no, I, 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 do, I do listen. So he is not taking the advice of of one or of one John C. Taylor uh, of TaylorRing.com, who always says, i admit guilt, apologize, keep the money." In fact. Mr. Kraft, for this misdemeanor charge that I think has a a maximum of a $500 fine, (laughs) is, I'd say, doubling down, but quadrupling to the 20th power down, uh, has assembled a dream team that is being
1: equated with the dream team that OJ had for his double murder. What are they defending him against? What Like the misdemeanor charges? Yes. Yes. For... Really? They, is this is this to save face with the NFL? To say, like, I'm putting my best foot forward or basically saying, like, these charges are flagrantly false. And to prove it, I'm going to hire 17 lawyers to plead my case. You don't have – with the NFL, as we know with Deflategate,
0: you don't have to have the facts on your side to if, – if you brought embarrassment to the league. And it doesn't matter – if you're fi- if he's acquitted, if all the charges are dropped, he will still face a harsh, you know, he like, you know, we, we talked about that Ursay, who, you know, owns the Colts, got six games for felony charges of drug possession and money laundering. Uh, no, the, the thought is he's trying to keep the tape from ever winding up in TMC's hands mm-hmm. because that Gina will never go back in the bottle. But he's also fighting kind of like Will Smith. Thank you. He's all. <laughs> uh, we'll talk about that when it comes out. I I, he, I know there's a, not a, a lot of people out there not not a fan of the Will Smith genie. Uh, right. You know
1: that would be uh, the world. That would be <laughs> <laughs> apparently yeah. everybody outside of West Philadelphia. Um, well, uh, he was born and raised. Well, you know, on the playground is where he spent most of his days. You know, he got into one small <laughs> fight. No, no. First, he was chilling <laughs> out, Max, and relaxing all cool and just shooting some b-ball outside of school. When a couple of guys who, mind you, were up to no good, started making trouble in his neighborhood. We got in one little fight, and his mom got scared, so he said that he's moving to with his auntie and uncle in Bel Air. And then he whistled for a cab, and when it came near, the license plate said fresh, and it had a dice in the mirror. If anything, he said that this cab was rare, but he thought, naffy got it. Yo, home, Mister Bel Air. And then he pulled up to the house around, I don't know, seven or eight, and he yelled to the cabby, yo, home, smell you later, looked at his kingdom, he was finally there to sit on his throne as the Prince of Bel-Air.
0: So I guess Uncle
1: Phil <laughs>
0: might be a fan if he was with us today.
1: Good, bless you, Avery. I uh, forget your last name, Avery Owens, I think. Yeah, in fact that, you know, I know him as he, Uncle Phil. He was also uh, the voice of Shredder on Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Little known facts. And this is why I love spending time. With anyway, yeah, okay. Go on with your nerd talk about sports. So I'm throwing the puck.
0: <laughs> I hard you I so much. So so yeah, so Kraft's trying to keep the tape from coming out. And also, you know, make his case that, you know, he has a friendship with these people. They've been friends for years, blah, blah, blah. He was just
1: visiting. By the way, did you see the picture of Donald Trump sitting with the owner love it. of the uh, the orchids of Asia Because
0: Nothing. Nothing locally and with me and people like you is going to help us defend Kraft and the Patriots more
1: than showing how friendly he is with Plotus. So that was a—yeah, they were sitting at a dinner with—no, no, it was a Super Bowl party. It was a Super, Super Bowl, Bowl party. and But, you know, to her credit in her defense, she had sold the uh, Orchids of Asia spa in 2013— but even then, there was already some sort of allegations that there were some shady things going on at the spas. But, you know, I guess NFL stands for No Fondle League. <laughs> that is my hot take. So,
0: it's going to be interesting to see where this winds up. Uh, truly, for a $500, like, 200-hour community service. It's a slap on the dick. Th- <laughs> Can we go to another <laughs> Sponsor
1: of the Week? No. Pretty soon it'll be Carnival Personnel. <laughs> can we sponsor our own podcast? Our, well, actually, uh, we are sponsoring our own podcast because we don't have sponsors.
0: Before uh, before moving on to the random video game
1: review of the week, you got any video game news this week? I do. Oh! Big video game news. All right. So my son, uh, yes. my son Connor... He uh, does electronic music, he uh, composes originals, and he also does remixes. He has a YouTube channel called Chip Boy. I think it might be Game Boy Advantage, but he calls himself Chip Boy. Anyway, he did a remix of a song that was featured in a very popular retro-styled video game called Shovel Knight. And the company that makes Shovel Knight, Yacht Club Games, I guess they do this sort of hashtag Motivation Monday kind of thing on their Twitter feed. They said, check out Chip Boy's remix of this theme, and they linked uh, his YouTube page to their Twitter feed. So my son got a little shout-out from a a legitimate uh, developer. And, you know, I'm beaming with pride. He actually had to create a Twitter account to thank them for (laughs) giving him a shout-out because he's, you know, not a, a scumbag like me who lives on Twitter 24 hours a day to avoid the harsh realities of his own world. Um, but my, I'm a proud father. You should be take a skate around. I, I, you know, I, I never learned to skate or read. <laughs> but that's my, that's my boy. So now Jacques's getting up and leaving finally. So now I can talk about what I really hate about him. No, now he's looking for, uh, he's looking for. Oh, there he goes, ruining my displays that I so carefully or- organized. Uh, the blood, sweat, and tears that I poured into organizing those handheld electronic versions of game show games. Um, he's just pr- browsing. Um, it's like the
0: showcase show.
1: Where it's like right, exactly. Do um, liu. He's going to go pull anything. Just fucking take anything off of any shelf and pretend that I know what it was. All right, he took something off a shelf. The top shelf. Ah, uh, top shelf. Like the liquor I drink. <laughs> It's the Sega Genesis Collection. Sega! It's not Jamit. It's not Joe Montana football. Um, it could be... Oh, it's between J and J. Is, is it, I'll it? give you a hint. It wasn't a random choice. Mm, oh. 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 I don't... I don't know what else we were talking What were we talking about? Was it, is, it Japan, is it something Japanese? Is it... uh Probably. I don't know. Oh, oh, Jeopardy. Yay! Hey, there we go. Uh, it is. What is Jeopardy? <laughs> what is Jeopardy? Uh, yeah, this is a fun, uh, faithful recreation of the Jeopardy from 1992. It shows uh, digitized versions of Alex Trebek and uh, other actual contestants, or you know, models playing contestants. But the gameplay is very faithful. To the original show. It has the theme, it has the uh, sound effects, the timing, the fonts, uh, uh, tons of questions, 3,500 questions and answers, or is that answers or questions? Is what that's written on the box. And 700 categories. I used to love playing these Jeopardy games alone by myself because I had no friends. Uh, This is the only way I could enjoy Jeopardy playing uh, alone because I had no friends. But you could play with up to three players. If you had two other friends, of which I had not. Um, But this is a fun, fun version. Uh, I I can only imagine how well these questions hold up. You know, like, it's dated. It's from 1992. So, you know, I'm sure there's a lot of um, Iran-Contra affair (laughs) stuff in there that I probably wouldn't be able to, you know, a lot of Gorbachev questions (laughs) that are going to rack my brain. (laughs) Um, and some sports references that maybe I would get because I think that's when I stopped watching sports on a regular basis. I never watch sports on a regular basis. Um, I like the David Spade thing when he would you know, talk about watching Wheel of Fortune and, and Jeopardy. He's like, you know, I can't stand watching Jeopardy because I'm always like, pick cartoons, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, but this is a fun little game, and I'm sure it goes for a, a, a paltry six dollars. Uh twenty-five dollars. Yeah, but then there's this compare prices button. Yeah, I don't know about that. That's yeah. that's a ripoff, I think. Why? Because it still has the tab. Is that what is making the <laughs> price jump up? I don't know. I mean what was what, the average? What do you think? The average uh, price. The, is? the
0: average is actually hovering probably if you average it out around nine bucks. Okay.
1: Not bad. And it mine has mine has the Manuel. C. See, get, get it? I do I said Manuel and you said and C. I said C. Well, good timing. Timing is everything. But, uh, yeah, we'll play Jeopardy later. I think I have Sports Jeopardy. I wonder how well you would do a 90s Sports Jeopardy. Probably, sadly, pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> that I have to see. That I would pay money to see. But I'll take useless stats for a 1,000. What are uh, three people who have never been in my kitchen? <laughs> Which I'm going to get to later. Uh, what have you watched this week? Damn it. Okay, now it's later because I've been watching Cheers prior to my current viewing i'd seen maybe 6 episodes of cheers in my life like yet we reference it almost every episode no, you, you reference it and then i pretend to have oh but you, you lived see, it. you've seen the
0: thing where you know i don't get the oh, far side yeah
1: right I, but that's like a snippet of an episode i don't even know what episode that was from but i'm watching on amazon prime they have every single season i believe so i've started with season 1 i'm about Halfway through season two, I've, I've entered 1984, let's just say that. It's about a bar, based in Boston, it? okay. um, and it's a place where everybody apparently knows your name, which is a little creepy, you know, in my opinion. It's interesting how well written that show is and how I just missed it because of my age and stupidity. Like, I, I am a dumb guy. I'm a little smarter now than I was when uh, that show came out when I was five. I, that I was five years. I was watching Three's Company. Right, so I'm 15. Yeah, I was watching Three's Company when this show was hot, uh, because I mean it was about a bar, and it was about relationships, and, and that and, was kind of yucky to me. For but me, I being, like misunderstandings.
0: For me, being that age, all the walk-ons by famous sports people of the time, you know that that they used to do, uh, was great.
1: I, I mean, I'm watching them. I, the, the first season has walk-ons by Dick Cabot. Uh, Tip O'Neill, the famous Tip O'Neill yep. cameo, uh, who was Speaker of the House. Well, I mean, but then like, there is like Fred Dreyer. Do you know what Fred Dreyer is? Indeed, who doesn't know who Fred Dreyer is? You don't, uh, oh, Fre- don't know H- you.
0: Hunter. Yeah, I know. You know. Who? You ready? Uh-huh. Okay, let's go back to the Jeopardy sports things. From yeah, there. who did he play for? He played for the Los Angeles Rams, and one of his claims to fame, he to date is the only player in NFL history to have two safeties in one game. Wow! One game, yeah, he sacked. The, That's his four touchdowns. Sacked the <laughs> sacked the quarterback <laughs> in the in his own end zone twice in one game, uh, dude. Come
1: on, Hunter. I know.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know, a- a- ask me about current things, <laughs> <You know? laughs> but no, I know. And you also sent me the link from the Leno from the the last night, the the final episode the of Cheers. Yeah, yeah.
1: Was, when Cheers wrapped in '93. The Tonight Show with Jay Leno uh, had decided to do a live from the Bull and Finch Pub. It was then still called the Bull and Finch Pub uh, with the cast of Cheers live. It was called The Last Call. And um, it was, uh, I hadn't watched the clip that I had sent you, but from what I remember, they were all shite-faced. Done. Because right Shite- this was 11 p.m., 11.30 p.m. I, th- I maybe, I don't know. Because if- they did it live. I th- they did it live. They, uh, I'll write it. And I'll do it live. Fuck it. What, what does "play us out" mean? I mean? What does that mean? But yeah, so I'm halfway through season two, Coach. You know, like
0: I, my favorite coach line. Uh, somebody came in and referred to him as Red. Kept calling him Red, a, a player. Yeah. From from years, and Diane said, "Oh, Coach, when you were younger, did you have red hair?" He goes no. Once on a road trip, I read a book on the bus. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and like There's a lot of those great wordplay one-liners that are, are, of course, are escaping me. But, like, I never noticed how, and obviously this is legend, but I've never noticed how Cliff Clavin mispronounced Norm's name. Like, he gave him the shitty Boston accent version of, he called him Nami. 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 And then, remember, I mean,
0: that is one of the classic, you know, it, when we've seen it in sports, we've seen it in movies, uh, you know, Back then, you were a TV star or you were a movie star. Very rarely did you do both. I mean, it, it was very rare. And Shelley Long left the. Then, Don't spoil it.
1: I only got to
0: halfway through season two. The then most popular show, because she you know became she got the bug. She got the bug, and I I'm not a hundred percent sure on this. She she did a big feature, had a couple good hits. I, done, you know, and it was one of those. Well, things Then you play
1: Carol Brady, right? But it, the,
0: but this show went on for like another decade. Yes. it was number one. It was a
1: ratings giant. Yeah, there was like the McLean Stevenson uh, leaving Mash kind of thing. Right, uh, oh, another show which I'll catch up in. I think 2020. I think I'm going to watch Mash. But yeah, so I'm uh, next week. Pre- be prepared for me. Mash to-
0: is that show that lasted 11 years about the Korean conflict, not a war, never declared a war that lasted two. Yes. Okay. All right.
1: right. Yeah. Well, you know. Um, but it was, a, you know, it was actually a parallel um, for Vietnam. What? Yes. It actually had nothing really to do with Korean. Wow. Yeah, it was more about the commentary on the Vietnam War. So I'm told. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm watching that, and I'm also watching Perfect Bid. Oh. The contestant who knew too much. So I haven't watched it yet. Watch the trailer, and then it turns out
0: uh, the other morning you sent that to me. And my oldest, uh, you know, I drop off the little guy at like 7.45 and then I don't have to leave the house for like an hour, 20 minutes to take the other one. And that time you had sent me the text. I'm like, oh, let me watch what this trailer is. And when you watch something, you know, it shows you the similar. Dude, there is a whole genre of video game and, uh, and game show documentaries.
1: Right, but this and I went down the rabbit hole watching a lot oh, okay, of watching. Okay, yeah, the, uh, the trailers. Yeah, exactly. I think that was probably better well spent um, time, better spent. No, but I like per- watching Perfect Bid because I'm a. So I, that's the saddest thing, ever. Well, yeah, me watching Perfect Bid. No, that guy's life. It's like. Oh, did you, well? You saw like the first. Well, I saw the trailer, yeah, and yeah. it's like how much time
0: he went studying prices on something like. What is the most he could have possibly won? uh and it, and, and, it, and to equate 20 years of dedicating your life to it it's it's not about the money it's really
1: about the love of the game uh i got i get it he's probably semi autistic semi i'm going to say but he, he was a math teacher and he loved crunching numbers and analytics and shit like that so and he liked the prices right like he he he
0: cataloged like this fridge and it was like he would write right down like the maker, the model number. He
1: had an Excel spreadsheet. And then he, he also, which this is something I related to, he, there was a program that came out in the 80s called BASIC. It's a programming language. Right. And then there's a version called GW BASIC, which was like late 80s, and it came with DOS and early Windows. Uh, it, was a, it was a DOS program. Anyways. I you're talking just a bit right now, right? Exactly. <laughs> so it's a it was like you know a rudimentary programming language, but you could do some pretty impressive stuff with it. He this person who okay, let me lay out the groundwork. So this documentary is about a guy who loved The Price is Right so much that he would attend tapings whenever he could. He didn't live in L.A., but he would go out there and visit with you know friends or just by himself, and he would attend tapings of The Price is Right. And he would know the prices of the items so well that because they were repeating themselves, they would like put the same item out to bid on multiple shows, you know, for weeks and it would be the same price. So if you watched enough, you would kind of get, okay, that microwave oven or that, that washer dryer set is going to be seven 99, you know, that, cause I was like that last week. And so he would go out in the audience and yell out prices to people and Eventually, people would like pick up, like, "Oh, this guy knows what the prices are," so he would help people win big showcases, and it, and it became a thing. And so finally, he got on, and he lost. I mean, he got he he did well as far as he as much as he could until the wheel got him. When the wheel is just chance, you lose at the wheel, you don't go to the showcase. The end. The game that's the most scandalous apparently, was when he helped a couple well, one person of a couple who were visiting and just kind of standing in line with them, and he divulged this information that he knew the prices. He helped this person win their showcase by giving them the exact number. Like, he knew the exact... Like, he totaled everything up, and he gave them the exact price of the showcase. Showcase has... Over three prizes, multiple options, variations. And if you
0: are within like a hundred dollars, two hundred fifty.
1: Yeah, right. You win the other one too. Yeah, you win double showcases. So if you're the winner and your bid is within two hundred fifty dollars of the actual price, you win both showcases. He gave him the exact number, and this happened after Bob Barker left. This happened after uh, Roger Dobkowitz who was fired. He was the executive producer of the show. He was fired. So. They this was a new guard that was in charge of Prices Right, so they didn't know about this guy. They didn't know this guy. Like this guy was sort of like friendly with the old staff and friendly. Like they knew about this guy, and so when they when this happened, they thought the producers of the current producers of the Prices Right and Drew Carey thought, "Oh, the fix is in." The executive producer that was fired, like they are trying, they're sending in moles oh. to fuck us over and expose this as sort of a sham. You know, like Drew Carey, he was so unenthused. When they found out it was a perfect bid, he was like, "Fuck this guy! I'm not going to make a big deal about it because he's trying to fuck me over. Like this is this is all wow. they're they're all trying to take us down." So he was convinced that they were gonna like they, they weren't going to air the episode. A and B that if they were going to air it, like, they were going to get like investigated and the, the you know there was going to be a big scandal and then the show would get canceled and he was going to get fired. So, you know, so he was not enthused when this guy hit it right on the nose. But uh, anyways, getting back to the basic thing, he was so enthusiastic about the price is right that he programmed a mock version of the price is right pricing games with basic which is something that i did and still have that's awesome i have like hand- in code written pricing games which i might show you which i might not but <laughs> but like i was like but looking I'm going this- to make fun of you let me clear the
0: air I am.
1: Yes. (laughs) But I was like, I was watching this. I was like, wow, this is exactly what I did, except for the cataloging and the attending tapings. I had not, I've never attended, like the nine months I lived in LA, I have not attended a taping of the prices right. The
0: 22 years I lived there, no, no desire. <laughs> right. Management went, I think. Oh, that's well. cool. Yeah, you used to have to get up like 6 a.m. Yeah. That'd you had to be you, in
1: line. You camp out to get a voucher ticket and then and you the, come back. Uh, and then you do the auditioning, like the two second audition, like who are you? What are you doing? Whatever. Anyways, that's a long winded explanation of me watching Price, Perfect Bid on Amazon Prime.
0: But, Jacques, uh, we're going to stay on Price is Right for a minute. First of all, big shout out to our friend Price is Right. AJ. Uh, the other day, I set up uh, the uh, laptop so the mother-in-law could sit there and just watch like you know programs she loves. And it's like, I just put, like, Let's Make a Deal. And it was on YouTube. And after that, an old episode of Price is Right came up. And it was great. It was like somebody off their VCR tape. You know put on had all the commercials, commercials. yeah in there.
1: They did the, the whole hour
0: i I point this out because it was a guy, not a small guy, but you know not you not know, a small guy, but not a big guy, went to spin the wheel, did not go all the way around no now, now
2: <laughs>
0: Bob Barker did not call him a pussy. <laughs> But, man, did Bob Parker call him a pussy. It's like I was half hearing it in the other room, and I'm like, oh, I got to check this out. So I I hit the button so it could go from the laptop onto the onto the TV. The words. And I was like, this – well, let's see. Though. There was a Super Bowl win. <laughs> trying to rake where this was the greatest viewing of the year where Bob Parker <laughs> – Came as close to actually saying, "You are a fucking pussy." <laughs> Please give me your man card, and now you go make me a sandwich. Toxic thing.
1: masculinity on oh. prices, but, but right. you know what?
0: And rightfully so. Like right. if you can't get the because you've seen you've seen old ladies come up with their with their walkers that have the oxygen tank who have spun that fucker around where you think it's like the people in the back rows toupees are like blowing right.
1: off. Right. It's also something like Bob Barker did he go up to the guy and go, "Do you need me to help you <laughs> spin?"
0: <laughs> it, was, it was so masculine. I was like, "Well, worth the effort." Um so now what I'm watching, we uh I don't know last time, management and I did a double feature, but the other night rented both Bohemian Rhapsody. Uh, first you're hearing of this.
1: Pretty good movie. <laughs> pretty I, I, pretty I, good movie. I, I, I like it. It was, eh, it was it all was right. Yeah, no, I don't think... It wasn't Oscar worthy.
0: I mean, I love... Well, but that's the thing. It's because of the content.
1: Right, it's got, got who great it is. songs. Gre- great songs, a great story. I mean... Didn't you think that Rami Malik Rami played... Um, Freddie Mercury, a little too like taken with himself, or or like like reverent, like he was reverent yeah. of his material. Like, oh my God, I just made the most beautiful thing in the world. It,
0: it, very much so.
1: Um, and
0: of course, you know, you do the thing where you're like fact checking, like what was real and what oh was God, not. Uh, that awful song that the drummer wrote about loving his car real. was was the B side to <laughs> Rhapsody. Um. You know, uh, uh, but uh, you know, I mean, it it was interesting. I, I, I'm I'm watching it, thinking, oh, this is great. I mean, the the whole the whole, and then right afterwards, right afterwards, we watched the Live Aid Live Aid oh, that's performance. The same,
1: that's the thing that I did. It's twenty minutes of fucking heaven. It's,
0: I mean, and you think again. That's eighty four. So 85. you're eighty five. So I'm sixteen. You are six. Going on seven. It was. Don't If you put that song in my head. I, uh, but but I do. I remember it. And it's like you go down that roster of, holy fuck, mm-hmm. the names, you know, and, and what it meant in, 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 you know, that whole, uh, like, you know, um, if we could dig up uh, Bob Geldof and ask him, it's like, were people pledging money before Queen went on stage?
1: Because I'm thinking they did. <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. It, according to the uh, movie, it was like nobody was calling in. And then all of a sudden... Ladies and gentlemen, Queen. Ring, 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 ring. Yeah.
0: Okay. Um. Ring, ring, ring. Goes the trolley. <laughs> Anyways, uh, I thought it was great. I thought it was fun. You know. Um. But yeah, I don't think it was the Academy buzz that it had. Then we watched Split, oh. which is the follow-up to Unbreakable. Yep. Um, Unbreakable is one of. It's just it's a great. great movie.
1: It's. I mean, it's great. For what it is, like
0: one hundred percent.
1: I mean, is that a superhero movie? It is. Okay. Uh, kind, it's and, a,
0: it's more of a thriller in 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 the way that Die Hard's a Christmas. Am movie. Am I allowed to say
1: thriller anymore?
0: Uh, <laughs> use another adjective okay. for just for this week. Uh-huh. Uh, no, it, it that's a great movie. I'm very much looking forward to. See, I was looking forward to seeing Glass. So when when I saw the previews for Glass, I didn't know there was a movie in between. Mm. So we watched Split.
1: I didn't know that Split was part of the universe. It's
0: neither did I. And so, um, Unbreakable was huge. Box office gold. It was. It did it was very, the very fo-
1: well. It was the follow-up to the Sixth Sense, so that it, it had a good lead-in. Right, but then, 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 then I can never
0: say the director's name. M. Night Shyamalan. Thank you. He, or as we call him, Knight. After you know, I think right after Unbreakable went on a. Well, a, no, a binge of really. No, Signs was okay. Signs was okay. I, didn't, I saw I know Signs I saw, in the
1: theater. That was a Mel Gibson movie.
0: But eh. he, But a lot of flops. I mean, even if the movie was okay, even yeah. if, even if the village was shot great and looked great, right. flop. The village,
1: The Lady in the lady Water. Lady in the Water, flop. Yeah, I mean, uh, the happening.
0: So he ends up doing Split almost, I mean, on an indie movie budget. Like going from. So back then, Unbreaker was probably, you look it up, probably a $70 million like movie. Mm-hmm. Split was like a $5 million movie, yep. very few locations, very small cast. I knew nothing about it, but it did phenomenally well. I mean, it it didn't do Unbreakable, Box Office, Bonanza, but for the money they spent in the return, it was huge, and that's basically what he did. It, it brought his career back. So now he's doing Glass, which is the trilogy. Split was hard to watch. It was... Fascinating because it's about somebody who has twenty-three different personalities. Uh, and I don't care if I'm giving anything away. It was years ago came out, but now it's in Redbox and you can get it because um because of glasses out. Uh the actor who played and I shouldn't know his name, played all these roles. Yeah. And, and there was one doctor who wh- therapist who was working with him who had a theory that if you like if one if one personality, you know, was a mild-mannered janitor who, you know, wore corrective lenses because he had really bad eyesight, and another personality was this, you know, transvestite who had perfect eyesight. Like, the body would chemically adjust where this person, one of the personalities wouldn't need glasses, one of the personalities wouldn't need glasses, one of the personalities has a severe, for example, peanut allergy you know, the other one could be a peanut farmer. You know what I mean? It's like chemically that that they are real different people. And she was she was trying to convince the world of this, like a lecturer. She's written books, and he was one of many of her clients. And one of the personalities that, that – the other there, – there was a division within these personalities where some of them believed there was a 24th personality who was – Essentially, a superhero mm-hmm. who—not a—I a, don't want to say a supervillain, but basically the twenty-fourth personality, which some of the personalities believed was real, and some of the personalities didn't, was a creature of incredible strength that couldn't. Cr- was so amazingly strong, could climb up the side of a wall based on the tiny imperfections in the wall and could, like, grasps on those, could climb on the walls and ceiling. like Spider-Man. Like a Spider-Man thing. Like, um, you know, but, like, needed to eat flesh or needed, um, was like a wolf or needed a sacrificial, you know, like, you need these three virgins, you know, type thing. Um...
1: Yeah, I got it. Well, that's the, right. It, it was
0: intense. It was really intense. Uh, one of my favorite things is the credit roll. They had the credit roll. Funny outtakes. No, tw- <laughs> there was twenty. Dom DeLuise was and Bert, <laughs> Reynolds. These rosary bleeds. <laughs> <laughs> I heart you, um, but they 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 did, and, and it was like. The guy whose credit, like, you know, got credit for all 24 oh, hours. Like, oh, I see. Know, oh, game funny. It, but it was good. I, I want to see Glass, but I did not enjoy. So, wait.
1: You saw the guy's name 23 times, and you don't know what his name is. Yeah, it's me. James McAvoy. Shut up. I just looked it up. Show up. <laughs> <laughs> I got a phone.
0: So, so but hey, I mean, Rhapsody, well worth the red box. I mean, not so much the Oscar nom. Split. Eh, you, know, you split on it. It, it, it? it was tough. It's a tough watch. You know, I mean, it, it's it's it's... Um, a, a lot of uh, a lot of the uh, elements from the um, Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, like you know, there was, <laughs> it, it was hard because he had like three hostages in like a cave trying to get oh, out, like yeah. the whole
1: time. I see. So it was intense, but that's what I'm watching, anyways. Great. You got any parenting tips? Uh, I, say uh, I'm proud of you when your son gets retweeted by a developer for his music. I don't know. And my what parenting. Th- tip, what do you think?
0: My parenting tip would be: if you're going to, you know, get your kids involved in something like music and piano lessons, find somebody who's really good at it, who gets retweeted by <laughs> real developers, and have him teach your kid to do piano because obviously he knows what he's doing.
1: Eh, all right, whatever, whatever, whatever gets you to part with your thirty dollars a week. <laughs> I don't care what you believe. Uh,
0: okay, so now it's it's it's. Uh, the closest podcast is St. Patrick's Day, mm-hmm. and we're going to end on a song. We we I thought about maybe doing a self-indulgent theater. Oh, I'm sorry, I thought about you doing a
1: shock-indulgent theater. Uh, to be
0: honest. So, my great friend, uh, Rod Murphy, uh, is hands down my favorite performer live. His songs are great, but performer he's. I'm trying to I'm trying to put him in a category like well like you you thought like kind of like an Adam Sandler. Like with his um, his Hanukkah song,
1: like a sing along kind of, but but almost, but or
0: darker, grittier, funnier, sexier.
1: I'll say that you okay. know
0: he 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 rocks a white man's fro like nobody's having business, uh, and he like me and made me like Joe. Uh, not the biggest fan of of St. Patrick's Day. Not the biggest fan of the fake Irish crap on St. Patrick's Day. And definitely not the uh, not the biggest fan of uh, the fake wannabe. Uh, you know, can't point out Ireland on a map, or as you say, spell Ireland properly. But yet, around St. Patrick's Day, you know, gets drunk and gets the biggest Irish flag shamrock tattoo that takes up their whole arse. Uh huh. Um, so the song massholes, massholes, right? So the song we're going out on is. Stupid Boston Face Guy. That's the name of the song. Uh, I'm going to retweet it out after this with the lyrics. And if you've ever been in Boston, um, at, around Fenway Park after a Sox game, or God forbid anywhere close to St. Patrick's Day, you know the guy he's singing about.
1: Uh-huh. So, um, take it away, sir. Right, <laughs> but first... Yeah, what about it? Don't forget... Don't forget why. I hate you. <laughs> oh,
2: me ancestors came to this fair land. For five generations back, I can't understand why I act so ethnic and so off the boat when all's I am is a watered-down stroke identity, I never stood out. So I shined up me forehead and grabbed me a stout. I pinned all me pants and got a brush cut. I never wear socks and I act wicked tough. around myself with friends, friends named McGee, oh Hallahan and oh Flaherty. we act so Irish and so Gaelic, but alls we are is just watered down pricks.